I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall, and we're going to bring to you the current events the way you need to hear them. Truth, Constitution, and Liberty. And speaking of truth, Constitution, and Liberty, I am reminded, J.C., of a Bible verse that says, uh, judge not that ye not be not judged, for with that judgment... Ye judged, ye shall be judged. Isn't that the same as people in glass houses shall not, uh, should not throw stones? Right. And here we have, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, when we started into all of this Kavanaugh stuff, I said on the radio show several times, these Dems, these Dems, they're opening up a can of worms. They should probably, they probably don't want to. Now, I'm happy that they've opened up this can of worms, but uh, nonetheless, I'm, I'm, I said from the very beginning, they're really, really going to regret it. And what has just happened? A Democrat congressional staffer has been arrested and charged with doxing three GOP senators, Orrin Hatch, Mike Lee, and Lindsey Graham. For those of you who uh, don't know, doxing is simply the release of personal private information over the Internet. Uh, it's an abbreviation for document tracing. Yeah, I've been looking at, you know, and some of it's a bit complicated because you can have sort of broad categories and mm-hmm. things you do, things you leak, and I'm I've been trying to dig into the statutes and different things and looks like just like in any other quote unquote crime or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you have to consider intent. So apparently intent uh, gets involved mm-hmm. and then also um, wh- where the source of your information and how it was accessed. Yeah. Not only that, uh, for doxing, it's not even necessary that anyone ever found the the information. Uh, it's one of those things. It's it's not actually necessary that someone actually saw it. Uh, but you, it is uh, what, like you said, it's the idea that you're trying to publish the home address, social security number, phone number, mobile phone number, personal email, 
Homer fax number identifiable to that in, in uh, individual. Yeah, because Donald, remember Donald Trump famously gave out uh, Lindsey Graham's cell phone number mm-hmm. in 2015, I think in the debates or what have you. Um, and, and digging around in that, it, it's kind of gray. It's not clear that that was a crime, but something like that could be a crime depending on intent well, source. So there are those well, elements. Well, what I found was that doxing, doxing is always illegal. It doesn't have to be on a public official. It doesn't have to be on... Uh, it doesn't have to be on uh, uh, a federal agent. Now here it is yeah, a federal around, crime. But when you, I'm digging around in these statutes, and one of the problems is what is doxing? Right. Right. So if I'm if I'm there and I get if I speak out, I'm like he did. I just share his personal phone number, whatever. Again, as I look at this, you know, because says with the intent to whatever. So. All of that comes into play, and so it's a little well. Let's be clear: the intent uh, perspective is not an intent to harm. The intent perspective is an intent to make public. Right. So, if you intend to make it public, and from from what I'm understanding from these statutes, the the criminality is uh, whether that information is uh, anonymous, whether it's hidden or sealed or not public. So once something is already public, yeah. then it can't be that, doxing. Yeah, and that's what I mean by source. So like right. if the person, see, because there's another kind of gray thing. Well, the person gave me their phone number. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it is it private anymore? No, no, no. The, the privacy has to be uh, a matter of is it already accessible to the public? Right. So if you give me your phone number and I publish it, it's never been published before. So it is quite possible. It is that quite possible. Donald Trump committed a crime. Committed a crime in 2015 when yes. he released that uh, personal cell phone of Lindsey Graham. It is quite possible. Now Lindsey Graham laughed it off. Yeah. Back then. Well, again, and it's it's a matter of is somebody going to file charges? Sure. Right. Because if Lindsey Graham just laughed it off, whether he did it for political reasons or personal reasons. Yeah. You know, we don't know if he was having a tirade on in his office after it happened and or just simply had his number changed. I I, I don't remember (laughs) if he was on Saturday Night Live or, or somewhere, but I think. If I remember correctly, he famously took a hammer and smashed up his phone, or he he destroyed his phone yeah, somehow yeah, like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know if it was that phone, but he did that on. Uh, on so TV here's for this effect. thing: this congressional staffer, his name is Jackson Costco. He's 27 years old. He's actually been arrested by Capitol Police, and uh, for. Uh, publishing Lindsey Graham, Orrin Hatch, and Mike Lee's home address and home phone numbers. Uh, the uh, Capitol Police actually published his arrest. And um, there, it looks like there he's been charged with making public restricted personal information, which is the doxing part, 
witness tampering, threats to in interstate communications, unauthorized access of a government computer, identity theft, second-degree burglary, and unlawful entry. It happened during last Thursday's session of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And uh, what's interesting is that uh, Jackson, what's his name, Jackson Costco, actually uh, worked not only for uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, but worked for Maggie Hasen and also uh, Barbara Boxer. Yeah. So we got three big Dems that this guy worked for uh, and had access to all this information and has has committed this this crime. Yeah. And and which is kind of a higher level than what we're talking about. What Trump did may or right. may, may not be because you're talking right. about apparently accessing unauthorized information on government yeah. servers using these government computers to do this. So. He's got a lot of, lot of. Pro- I looked at. They said they're filing these charges, and it was like, I don't know, seven or eight different yeah. things that they're charging. Yeah, that's what with. I just, I just read all those charges yeah. off, and so it is. Let's I, see, it's I'm, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven charges. Yeah, He's that's being what charged I with seven, and these are serious. I'm trying to crimes. count. I remember, <laughs> I remember yeah. it was a lot. You're running through that, man. I, I saw that the first time. It was like, man, this guy has got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, these are these are not these are not small crimes either. Now, I will say that uh, that someone I won't say Donald Trump, but someone in Donald Trump's position. Right. Mm -hmm. He could could be in a a defense. He gave me his phone number. I didn't know it wasn't public. Sure. Right. So that's a defense where this Costco guy has does not have that defense where the intent comes in. Right. So um, the Costco guy does not have this defense because author apparently he had unauthorized access to government computers and he's being charged with second degree burglary and unlawful entry. So I'm wondering how this you know, this is so he he was retired when this happened. Okay, so he wasn't even. Yes, he was retired when this happened. Wow. Uh, According to uh, RT and according to HuffPo. uh, No, I'm sorry. According to The Hill, both RT and The Hill uh, say that he was no longer working in. So I'm thinking that's where the burglary and the unlawful entry came from. He wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't even supposed to be there. Wow. And so maybe he used an old pass card somebody well, didn't delete or somebody, you know, well, he got inter- in somehow. The interesting thing is when it first came out, the IT people, I saw a journalist, one of these IT journalists mm-hmm. reporting that the the information came from the block of IP addresses assigned to Maxine Waters. Right, So right. you may have had a uh, Sheila Jackson Lee uh, aide mm-hmm. get into Maxine Waters' com- office's right. computers and right. release this stuff. I mean, maybe right. <laughs> maybe this guy was trying to shield Sheila Jackson Lee and, you it know, died. hey, if I happen to get caught, it'll go over yeah. there and not to yeah. our office. Yeah, so I think that's where the unlawful entry in the second degree burglary comes from. Man. Now remember, um, you know, typically when we think of burglary, we think of going into somebody's house or going into somebody's yeah, it's just car. Going but, somewhere you're not supposed to, having but, access to something you're not supposed to. But burglary in this sense could be 
into the very computer, right? So now sure. you're entering into unlawful entry into the yeah, good system, right? So there's a lot of questions here, but this person is not going is not a happy guy right now. Mm. Uh, seven federal charges. Uh, and so, uh, it, you know, like I said, this is a federal crime. I will say for the record, for all the people who, who like to know that I'm staying true to the principles, uh, this would be an applicable federal crime within federal boundaries, especially here in D.C. I don't, uh, again, we've, yeah, it's federal, not a state crime. It's not a state it's not crime. A state issue. It's not a, it's not a, uh, because this happened in Washington, D.C., yep. this is not something that would be a state issue. This is actually, by the way, Proper jurisdiction for the FBI, proper f- jurisdiction for federal crimes, right? Yeah. So remember, within the 10-mile squ- square of Washington, D.C., that's where federal crimes primarily exist. And so uh, we're going to talk about some more stuff when we get back from the break. Thanks for coming in and, sh- and sharing today with us. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. I am Chris Ann Hall, and I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and we are super excited to have you here with us today. And uh, again, we want to say thank you to everybody who makes what we do possible we can't do what we do without your support. That's just listening to the show and sharing the show and even your financial support helps us. This is a full-time job for us, uh, giving you this information, traveling and teaching and speaking, and we can't do that without your help. So chrisanhall.com is where you get everything you need. And so here we now have Mitch McConnell has... Uh, last night, this is Thursday, isn't it? Uh, today is Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, traveling from South Dakota, uh, which really wasn't an easy feat because we flew into Denver. We drove to South Dakota. We drove all through South Dakota, and then we flew out of Omaha, Nebraska to Washington, D.C., and then we spent, you spent how many days? Three days in Washington. I spent yes. two days in Washington, D.C., I was disappointed that we didn't have time to go down to the Supreme Court building while we were there. I really wanted to see all of the lefty loons down there. Uh, I, I and I, I'm. It was interesting. We were in Washington D.C. We we. Uh, oh my goodness! We stayed at the Trump Hotel. Yeah, it was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. You, you can say. You can think he's a lousy president, but man, he makes good hotels. Oh, he's a amazing businessman you know what i I, not that he actually you know swung the hammer or whatever no but but you have to you saw his influence yeah definitely you saw oh definitely definitely. i mean our toilet had gold goldish handles and and well i was 
for me, I was thinking the staff and just how oh, they yeah. operated, man. It's the staff was just, I mean, for me, as we travel across America, we, we have, in the last eight years, we've stayed more in hotels than we have in our own home. Never anywhere. I mean, I'm talking uh, the Waldorf Astoria in yeah. New York mm-hmm. City. We have never, ever seen service like this. Yeah, I don't know how you notch. feel, but you. No, it was top notch. Yeah. They, had a, they had a manager there. Um, the guy takes his office in the lobby. Like That's he, who he was? Yeah. Oh, he my doesn't, goodness. He doesn't go to his office. He sits. He's got a table out there and sits just amongst the guest uh-huh. and, and the employees and whatever. And, and he's got his laptop and he's doing his work and he's doing all this stuff, man. And he's right there. See, and I so, never even asked. I thought, man, that dude is always on the computer in the lobby. He, yeah. Doesn't he have a room or something? Yeah, so he, so you know. <laughs> so now he's the manager. Right. Yeah. So employees, man, they're, gonna be, they're doing their job every second because and it's he's like not, that. He's not hiding, so they can't hide. We got, <laughs> we got the um, Uber. Uh, Colton and I got out of the Uber, and three people came to yeah, help us yeah, out of the car. Amazing. We walked into the hotel. There were three people trying to help us get to where we needed to go. Yeah. And that was the way it was. Every time you come out of the elevator, if you looked even like you had no idea, you know, you were questioning, had a question in your mind, somebody came up to you, how are you today, ma'am? Can I please help you find yeah. something or help you do something? And, and it was just amazing. And Colton got a Trump Hotel's. Yes, ball cap. They gave that they Colton, gave him. Yeah, they gave him a Trump hotel yeah. hat. <laughs> so we were wearing. He was wearing that, you know, on the way out in the airport and and around, and uh, it never quite, you know, fully triggered any lefty. But you could see the looks, you know. And so we were kind of waiting, like it's about to, it's going to happen sooner or later. I know somebody's going to say something. I have to tell you, we were standing in line at the airport, <laughs> waiting to to board the plane, and he he he's got his hat on, and he's he's like adjusting it, and yeah. you could tell he was like touching it and trying yeah, to get like drawing attention. Yeah, he's like, Daddy says some lefty's probably going to say something. He said, I kind of hope they do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it says Trump in big letters. Yeah. And then hotels, you know, and small. If you don't look closely, yeah, you don't really notice where it says hotels. Just big. Trump. I told it's, it's not red. It's no. not the red hat. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said you probably don't have anything to worry about. It's not the yeah. big make red make America great hat. And I said I don't know that the lefties can read that yeah. small print. Like, right. <laughs> so anyway, here we are. But speaking of DC, we got the Kavanaugh. <laughs> here we almost thing ran through the whole segment. Um, Kavanaugh things moving forward. It again. is McCon- um, Mitch McConnell saw, uh, filed for cloture yes. last night, which means today is the day of no vote. Right. And today is also the day where the FBI report will is in the hands yeah, of the Senate it. Judiciary Committee, and we're going to talk about that when we get back. And from every direction, we cry revolution. Standing together and without permission. Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition. The love of our country as our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Oh, 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 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Man, we just have so much fun. Do you know somebody, uh, somebody on Facebook said, Chris Ann, you and JC are so cute together. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sure JC, JC wants to be called cute. <laughs> Sorry, appreciate it. We appreciate that very much. And I want to tell you, it's just, for me, it's just a joy every day to come to work and work with my husband. Uh, you know, six years. Of course years, it is. Of course it is. And he has no ego. <laughs> Uh, for six years I did this by myself mm. and it's just so much more fun to have. I know why people have co-hosts yeah. because I had six a church years, to pastor like, ah, yeah. Haitians to preach to. Yeah. Six years staring at my computer and, and not having anybody. And I know you guys and you have to enjoy this more because yeah. I'm happier about it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now, you know, and I haven't really talked about this much on the air and I, I plan to at some point, but I've moved over to, Global Impact Ministries right. International on the mission side of what we do. And so because of the, well, right now we're, I'm just trying to build that up so that, uh, right. you know, I'm able to do that. But, um, you know, the different kind of arrangement allows, you know, allows me to be able to uh, help in the radio show. And, and then, of course. And with the traveling and the teaching as well. Yeah. And so, but, you know, even so we've, with technology, you know, I can still be somewhere else and, and participate in the radio show. And, and so anyway, it's good. But um, we'll talk more about global at some point. But I was looking at um, Jamie Dupree's yeah. uh, status. I'm updated. a big fan of Jamie Dupree. I, yeah, I don't know, guys out there, if you know. But <clears throat> so Jamie Dupree is a reporter from uh, from our area. He's from Jacksonville area. He's on See, a couple I didn't of stations. even know that. Yeah, he's on station down here. I didn't know he started uh, here. I, I think. Um, but anyway... He uh, he's sort of a, a Washington insider uh, right. reporter. And right. Man, if you if you want to stay up to date, if you want to know what's going on right there on the ground, man, this guy's he's to me. I have not. Found, he doesn't have a partisan. He's not bent. a partisan guy. He's all procedural. He just tells you how it works. Yep. And I have found anyone better. It's, it's he's he's great. Jamie Dupree. J A M I E Dupree. D U P R. Double E. Is he dot com, Jamie um, Dupree dot com or something like he, that? Or? I think he does have a website like that. You know, because he. Some, you tell us what he says and I'll find his mystery, website. It's, it's interesting. Some kind of mystery illness actually took his voice away. Mm -hmm. And, he, and uh, he's got some little thing now where uh, he's able to communicate. It's, it's, it's really cool. But um, yeah, but he's awesome. Jamie Dupree is on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but if you guys want to. You know, anytime I want to know what's happening right now on the ground, where is it? Where does it stand? He's the guy to go to. It's but actually Jamie Dupree dot blog dot WSB radio dot com. Yeah. WSB. WSB radio dot com. I think that's the Atlanta. Yeah. So what does he tell station. us about but, what's um, happening here? Yeah. So it's pretty much what what we were. You know, we went over this, the procedure and the thing. So uh, we had talked about. Uh, I think two shows ago that um, McConnell would have to file for cloture on Wednesday uh, to be right. to have any hopes mm -hmm. of getting uh, a vote on Friday because right. of you know 24 hours after that the no vote day they can't vote then mm -hmm. they vote the next day one hour after opening the thing and then it starts 30 hours or whatever so uh, McConnell did file Wednesday but it was very late Wednesday uh -huh. right so. Um, it looks like, according to Jamie Dupree, he says, uh, my best estimate for a final vote on Kavanaugh is Saturday night, which would line up with what we were saying. Now, 
The interesting part he talks about here is, you know, the FBI report has come back, like you mentioned at the close of the last segment. The FBI reports come back. These right. guys are looking at it, and and um, the word is there's nothing new in the FBI review on Judge Kavanaugh, and Republicans say it's time to vote. And it's he says, Jamie Dupree says, Collins seems to be amenable to moving forward, as is Flake, but they're coming back to read more. No GOP senator has given a signal that they're going to jump ship. Democrats are using the argu- using the argument that the review was too limited. So, well, here's how the the review was limited. So, what they're s- the Democrats are saying is there was absolutely no uh, interview with Ford. There was no interview with any of her witnesses. Mm-hmm. So, this was uh, uh, a, a supplemental background investigation that simply, as a background check would, really only involve. Kavanaugh. And so uh, Ford's attorney said in the statement, an FBI supplemental background investigation that did not include an interview of, of Ford, nor the witnesses who corroborate her testimony cannot be called an investigation. We are profoundly disappointed that after tremendous sacrifice she made in coming forward, those directing the FBI investigation were not interested in seeking the truth. So here's the problem. The FBI has done absolutely nothing to clear up the controversy in all of this. And I think in, in, in not simply interviewing Ford, of all people, in this investigation, they're actually uh, perpetuating the controversy in all of this. So has Ford never spoken to the FBI? Is that what they're saying? Um, you know, I... I think that, well, I, that must be, that's what I'm gleaning from this statement from her attorney that they didn't, you know, he didn't make, uh, uh, they did not do him in uh, or interview her in this supplemental investigation. Uh-huh. So here's. But didn't she, has, hasn't she, I mean, how did this all come about? Because haven't, didn't they introduce some sort of written thing that she, what she alleges? And then of course she sat in front of the Senate. The Judiciary Committee yeah, but that didn't said go, all of this stuff? Yeah, but that did not go through the FBI. But I'm saying this is all official record. Right. Are, are, are they saying there's something else she needs to say to them directly that yeah. she has not said in official public record? Well, that would be I, an I interesting twist, right? So uh, my, my thing is, is that, hey, interview her under oath and compare her testimony with her written statement. <clears throat> but you said something very key, I think, here, mm-hmm. okay? It's a Kavanaugh background, background investigation, investigation right. which is distinct from a criminal investigation. We've That's been saying right. this all along. That's right. So the person, let's say it like this, the agency that would need to talk to Ford is the agency with which she has filed a criminal complaint. Exactly. And she has not. And that would be local Maryland Law enforcement. That's right. And so once again, here we have this this uh, uh, convolution of yeah, com- criminal and background right. check. And it and it shines the light to me. It shines the light on the fact that she's playing a purely political. Uh, I don't want to say game, but it's just they themselves are keeping it completely well, within the political realm. Right. If she says a crime is committed, I want this to be investigated. She and she alone holds the lever to make that happen. And that is take your little butt down to 
the uh, place in Maryland where you say this happens and fill out a stinking police report. It's right. not that difficult. Her lawyer, if this guy is any bit of a lawyer, should turn to her and say this. So this is constant confirmation to me that is purely political. It continues to undermine her credibility. If, if, if you are her lawyer and you want her to be credible, you would be turning to her and say, we have to go to Maryland law enforcement and file a police report. And then we will get the investigation that we continue to demand. So yeah. th this, they are not credible. And it's it's. It's a bunch of, di it's dishonesty, really. Well, I was just it's about dishonesty. to say, I think it in, it highlights the disingenuous nature Exa there, of... There's the word I'm trying to... Disingenuous nature of, exactly. of everything that's happening. Because remember, uh, we've been talking about how the man uh, deserves due process, that these uh, quasi-political hack and their, and their leading and directed questions are not due process. And now, all of a sudden, you've got... Ford's attorney saying this is not due process right well of course it's not due process I'll throw the same thing back at you that you were throwing back at us of course it's not due process because it's simply a congressional hearing because yeah, you haven't filed a police report moron right exactly. you want it to be you want due process you wanted to follow what is supposed to post you're saying you wanted to follow then get in the system the system is the criminal process, the criminal justice system. Go file a stinking police report. And this is exactly what the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee should have said from the beginning. Yeah. They should have said this from the beginning. You have these accusations against Mr. Kavanaugh. Miss Ford, these are very serious accusations. These are criminal accusations. Go file your police report, and then we will bring this up as a matter of, of question because uh, we, can't, we are not the appropriate body to be handling these kinds of issues. Explain this to me from, from the perspective of an attorney. Um, you know, I hear this, this phrase. I've heard this kind of concept as long as you've been practicing law, this concept of, the attorney uh, being required to do their due diligence. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't we have a problem here with this attorney? This is somehow, I don't know what the term is. It looks like malpractice to me. How can you continue? You're standing out there on one, time, on one side, issuing all these statements and de demanding these investigations, and you apparently not one single time have turned to your client and said, Mrs. Ford, uh, the way this process actually works and it's my duty to inform you that uh, you must first file a police report so that needs to be step one yeah well, Th we this don't, attorney we don't know that he didn't okay, do that assuming right we don't know that he didn't Wh what do we that. do know is it's not happening right right and, and which so, would be her choice not her attorney's sure. choice so there'd be a question uh i, I guess here here's here's the way i'd phrase it to you uh wouldn't there be a question? So say if <laughs> if in some parallel universe there were there was some sort of accountability mm -hmm. process for attorneys, someone would look at this attorney and say, counselor, uh, at some point, did you advise your client yeah, to well, file a police report? Th that would not be a permissible question because of well, attorney some, client sure. privilege. But here's what should have happened. We had all the Democrat 
uh, congressman screaming at Kavanaugh to create his own investigation. Right. The uh, truly legally liberty-minded, due process-minded congressman should have looked at Miss Ford and said, The onus. Did you file a police yeah, report? The onus is on her. Are you going to file a police report? Yeah. Why are you not filing a police report? So these are the things that ought to have been asked as we uh, during this hearing. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We are at the last segment of our show and so happy that you have spent these 30 minutes with us. And uh, once again, I, I think what we're seeing here is the the disingenuous at best, if not completely deceitful practices yes. of certain congressmen who scream, this is not due process. But then when the when the FBI does a background investigation on Kavanaugh as a background investigation, what which is the limit of their jurisdiction, you have the same people screaming that this is not due process. Yeah. And I think another uh, bad sign for Democrats and, and, and good sign <coughs> for Republicans, um, Susan Collins has, has characterized, a court, this is according to CNN now, a report out today, that Susan Collins has characterized the FBI uh, investigation that's come back as, quote, a very thorough investigation. Uh, Senator... Uh, Jeff Flake, who who is um, kicked off all this stuff, apparently, um, they asked him if he was inclined to support Kavanaugh after leaving the briefing on the FBI report. Uh, are you inclined to support Kavanaugh? He said, quote, we've seen no additional corroborating information to the claims against Kavanaugh. Yeah. And here's the Although thing. he added he needs to finish reviewing the material. Right. Right. So, so I think that's a signal from these Republicans that people were worried about. Right. Um, that I, as Jamie Dupree said, the edge is still to Kavanaugh. Right. And not only that, I'm I'm hoping that the American people will see once again the exposure of the politicization of this process rather than the true uh, constitutional nature of it. I just wanted to mention, just as we uh, close out this segment today on Kavanaugh, that uh, there are, where is that? Um, there are 100, or I'm sorry, 1,700 law professors who have written uh, le uh, an open letter to senators urging his to them to reject Kavanaugh's nomination, uh, citing aggressive and partisan testimony to the Senate Judiciary Committee as evidence that he doesn't have the temperament required to be a Supreme Court justice. So 1,700 law professors 
mention nothing about his Fourth Amendment stance. Thank you. They mention nothing about the fact that he subjugates the Constitution to precedent. But it's they mention nothing about the fact that he agrees in the expansion of federal power to include health care. But they're concerned that he sounds too angry. That he sounds too angry. Yeah, so that's why you, you spend too much time with me, JC. That's exactly. Yeah. And I'm hoping you guys sad. out there who are listening are like, oh, it's great. Sad. 1,700 law professors. They're all female, by the way. 1,700 female law professors are angry that Kavanaugh is too angry, but they're not angry that he has uh, a very alarming view on the Fourth Amendment and that he subjugates the Constitution with precedent. But and so that gives you an indication of the state of our law schools. What they're Amen. teaching is this lefty emotional nonsense. Snowflake and law. And they're not teaching any of our uh, future attorneys anything about the Constitution. Oh, my goodness. I, I've been teaching that now for quite some time now. Hello. We don't teach the Constitution in law school. We teach gender law. We teach uh, uh, uh what what is it? Uh, sexual orientation yeah. law. We teach all of all of these these very specialized but agenda driven stuff. Harvard doesn't even require constitutional law to be uh, taken by a law student in order to graduate. You don't even have to take a constitutional law class at Harvard, but you have to take foreign law and you have to take uh, you know some kind of gender study law. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's also telling that y you search most of the headlines and there's nothing about, you know, why this lady has not filed a police report. Cause, right. Because there's not that constitutional view. They don't even, they, it's all political. They don't even care about the legal process. You know, process. this just points out to me how pathetic the Republicans are at doing what they do as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking this woman for a police report or pointing out the fact that she hadn't. Well, I hope that we've been able to bring to you today some things that you weren't weren't hearing and aren't hearing anywhere else, but we believe that they're very, very important to understanding how all this works. So God bless you guys. It is Thursday, so we will see you again on Saturday. Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you.